Chapter 14 of Ashton Kirk, Secret Agent by John Thomas McIntyre. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Pete Milan. Chapter 14 Okiu Writes a Letter. Ashton Kirk, a short time after the old servant woman left, rang for Fuller. When the letter entered, he found his employer writing a telegram. "'Have you heard anything from O'Neill?' asked the secret agent. "'This morning, yes. He merely said that he was still trying to strike the trail of Philip Warwick.' Ashton Kirk held out the telegram. "'Send him this,' said he, briefly. Fuller glanced at the yellow sheet, and then whistled amazedly. However, he said nothing, but instantly left the room. The morning mail lay neglected upon the table. Some were sharp, business-like envelopes, bearing downright statements as to the sender's identity. Others were big and square, while a number were small and dainty. A few were remarkable after the same manner that an oddly-dressed man is remarkable. And to one of these latter, the eye of the secret agent was first attracted. "'It's hardly to be wondered at,' he mused, as he held up the envelope and studied its characteristics, "'that the postman should have mentally marked the letters received by Karkowski. "'There seems an individuality about each piece of mail "'that must almost unconsciously impress the person handling it. "'A strange style of handwriting is like a strange face.' The very manner of sticking on a stamp might give very clear indications as to another's mental process. He cut open the flap of the envelope. When he unfolded the sheet and closed, he glanced at the signature. Then he lay back in his chair, a smile upon his face. Okiu, he murmured. I was beginning to wonder what his first move would be. Still smiling, he held the letter up once more, and read, My dear Mr. Ashton Kirk, I was most happy to meet you upon several occasions recently. But, believe me, I had no actual realization of what you were, or I should have been overcome. To think that you know my own language, that you have studied the literature of Nippon, that you have even written a most delightful appreciation of it. And all the time, I was ignorant of this. It grieves me to think that you might consider me amiss in this, and so I try to make amends. May I not greet you at my house? I can show you some Japanese and Korean manuscripts which no Caucasian has ever laid eyes on before. And also, I have rare books which may afford you some pleasure to see. I should be gratified to have you call tonight. If it can be managed, have someone telephone me. And, in the formal way of my country, I am, most honorable sir, at your feet, Okiu. For some time, Ashton Kirk lay back in his big chair, the smile still on his lips. Then Fuller came in. O'Neill will be astonished when he gets that wire, he said. Ashton Kirk tossed him the letter. Answer this, 
said he, lazily. Say that I'll come. Fuller read the letter through without comment. Then he went to the telephone and did as directed. When he had finished, he turned to the other. The Jap has made up his mind to something, he said. He made up his mind upon our first meeting, replied Ashton Kirk. He has now decided what he will do. Fuller shook his head. Look out for him, he warned. He's dangerous. Ashton Kirk yawned. The bird or beast of prey is marked by nature, he said, and there is no movement they make that is not in itself a warning. There was nothing more said for some little time. The secret agent read his mail and indicated upon each letter back what his answer was to be. These he passed to Fuller, who read them over and arranged them for answering. But after finishing his work, the young man did not retire at once, as was his custom. He hesitated for a few moments, and then said, Don't think that I'm taken with the idea that I can run this case better than you. But last night after I left here, I got to going over the matter, and there are some things about it that troubled me. Ashton Kirk nodded. You are not exactly alone in that, he answered. Several times I have seen what I fancied must be the bottom of the affair, but in almost the next breath something happened which changed my mind. This morning I was ready to indicate to Osborne what steps to take to secure the assassin of Dr. Morse, but again I received information that brought me to a standstill. You found that you were mistaken as to the guilty person? asked Fuller curiously. But the other did not reply to this. Just what are the things which you say troubled you? he asked. First of all, the fact that this fellow Drevenoff has the free run of the Eastbury house. Suppose Warwick did not, after all, make off with the state paper you are seeking. Very likely, it is still in the house. You know that the Pole is searching for it. At any moment he may find it. And if he does, how easy it would be for him to slip it in an envelope and mail it to a confederate. There is very little danger of his coming upon it now, said Ashton Kirk quietly. Fuller looked at him swiftly. You have learned then that it is not in the house? He said. Ashton Kirk shook his head. As to that, said he, I am not sure. But, and the singular eyes half closed as he spoke, perhaps... It does not make a great deal of difference. End of chapter 14